The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation, in this battle salvation hello everyone and welcome to episode 32 of the battle for salvation warhammer underworlds podcast i am max bernstein i am randall slate and uh yeah we 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 took a little while to get back to you guys but uh we had a couple a couple of personal issues that we had to take care of we were planning on uh doing this a couple weeks ago but um then scheduling became an issue, but we're back. Uh, there's actually a decent amount of stuff to talk about. Uh, a little bit of spinning our wheels before season th- uh, four. Uh, dire chasm drops. Uh, still not crazy about the dire name. chasm. I prefer doom ruin. They should have just went with doom ruin. Um, but dire chasm it is. So I guess we're gonna have to say that now. Um, before we get started, uh, let's talk about the two final beast grave tournaments uh, coming up. In November, uh, next weekend, uh, November 14th, 15th, is the uh, Vassal Clash 5. That will be, of course, on Vassal. And uh, that starts at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or was it Eastern Daylight Time? 9 o'clock if you're on the East Coast. Um, you can do all the time zone shenanigans if you're not on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, so there's that one coming up. I'm probably going to play Blake Coven because it's all I've been playing since they dropped. Um, and I'm a little bit of a glutton for punishment. And uh, after that, week after that, on Saturday, November 21st, is the next Straight Out of Shadespire webcam tournament uh, that will start at, uh, it says 8 a.m. I thought that Valentin had changed it back an hour. Um, but that's 8 a.m. if you live on the East Coast of the United States. And again, time zone shenanigans if you don't. Uh, also, congratulations to Zach Newcomb for showing up to the the last straight out of Shadespire tournament, bringing Thundrix and just toasting everybody, including me. Uh, so congratulations, Zach. Uh, and then, of course, we played our Vassal game the very next week. And then uh, I nicked him. Thundrick. So uh, that's how it goes. Thundrick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he loves those dwarves. Um, he especially loves like old school dwarves. Uh, yeah. So those are the two tournaments coming up. Uh, we will talk very briefly, I think, about the uh, about the Grand Clash that happened up in Calgary. Uh, but we're going to do that kind of at the end of the show. Uh, all right. So big news, Randall. Hell yeah. We got Dire Chasm. Like every what's your pro- what's a, what's your problem with the with the name? It sounds like orgasm. Okay, it's a little too close. Like they didn't they didn't check that. They didn't check that. They didn't. They didn't. No, they they were didn't uh, maybe it's like an accent they didn't thing. Focus group like, test that with you in the in the the group. I like we got the new name. It's Dire Chasm, and then Max is just Dyer in the back. Like, <laughs> he said orgasm. <laughs> exactly no well i mean we know me um yeah so i i just i feel like it's gonna be just a year of me just like snickering every time i hear it could have been doom ruin great that's way better just saying 
And what's so dire about this chasm anyway? It's very dire. Like how is a, how is a chasm it's dire? It's very important that you look at this chasm. Okay, I mean, to be fair, I don't know why a spire is shady or a vault is so nighty or a grave so beasty. Yeah. But, like, I really don't understand why a chasm is dire. Well, you don't have to understand, okay? You just got to go I with it. don't. All right. But anyway, Fine. in the dire chasm, we have two brand new factions for Warhammer Underworlds, which is super exciting. Mm. We actually have three, right? Because they also said the the seraphins, right? Is that the lizard men? Oh, right, right, right. They uh, they, they did preview the, uh, the, a skink, right? Or the seraphon faction. Those are the lizard men guys, and skinks are kind of like these chameleon look things that shoot blow darts and stuff. Cool. Maybe they'll do that. Are they like poisony? Is that where yeah, like yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. our poison stuff is going to come in? Maybe that'll be the poison. Ooh, is that going to be the poison oh, faction? Yeah, no, you wanted that, man. Oh my goodness. Now we're thinking. Okay. Maybe that they'll put a good notes. objective poison card in that. In that uh, action. <laughs> or or two or maybe even three. Maybe yeah. that becomes like a thing they do. All right. Cool. So 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 what do we have here? Because we got the um we got the the preview video which I have on sync right over here, taking a look at it. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. I, I, I'm looking at these, um, I'm looking at these warbands, these models. And of course, you know me, I don't know what the hell these things are, but they look really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, just these, what are these like elves of some sort? Yep. Well, so I guess, what do we have so far? We have the, we have the, uh, the wild hunt are sort of, like uh, sort Sylvan of Wood Elves, kind of. Sure, and the Yothari Guardians have... the Elves, aren't they? Yeah, and then we have the, the um, Blade Coven for the Dark Elves, and now we have the oh. new iteration of what used to be called High Elves are now called the Lumineth Realm Lords. Sure. And, you know, one thing that I always say about these Lumineth Realm Lords is that I, I feel like they are designed on purpose to give you sort of a throwback nostalgia to the old High Elves from old Warhammer Fantasy. They were purposely made the way they the way they look now. They're purposely made to look like the old ones. Sure. So that's why you see the like one of them has like a big flag and is like holding a sword with his foot on a rock and stuff like that. And just uh, yes. some of the old models, like some of the some of the models for Age of Sigmar, they're very like um, they're not very like dynamically posed. They're more like you know um, their feet are spread right, shoulder apart, and they all kind of have a similar pose. And that I think is a throwback to the old Warhammer Fantasy gotcha. when you had the uh, you know blocks of units that were on the movement trays and stuff. Um, I'm not wrong that this is the first uh, figure that we've seen that has like a flag. In in underworlds, right? Because aren't there a lot of you know like a lot of factions where they're like running around and like some of the figurines have like flags on them? Right. Well, in, like in, happens, in Age right? of Sigmar and in Old Warhammer Fantasy, you could put like some some units you could put like a a guy with a flag in there, and that would increase their um their leadership, Morale. so they don't like run off the sure. battlefield if they lose too many guys. Gotcha. That's usually okay. what those and do. So, Sometimes and, they and have other have one of those little benefits here. too. 
Interesting. Okay. And that might be, you um, know, so there might be like guys. an upgrade card or something like that. We'll see later where it's like the banner of elfdom or whatever. And then you put the upgrade on that person and yeah, maybe, maybe you can't be driven uh, back or something like that. I don't know. I, I like that owl. Yeah. Oh, and uh, there's and one thing I like about the models is that every single model has on the base has a little bonsai tree and some and some, some wheat some wheat on the yep. So just I don't, I don't know what the significance of that is, but how, every how, model how do you paint has the wheat on it. What do you do? It's like Uriel yellow and some how do you like paint, sunset. How do you paint wheat? Of, uh, I'd, I'd yeah, start with brown. Start with brown. Start with start with brown. Maybe with some zandri dust. Gotcha. All right, and then the next faction we have is the Slanesh Dread Pageant. What do you think about these guys, Max? Ooh, I love the way these guys look. I, a couple of things I really like about it. First of all, is uh, the goat guys like lobster claw the thing. The beast man like, with the lobster claw. Ooh, I love this. This has got some like deep like bioengineering kind of vibes mm -hmm. going over here. Mm -hmm. Really dig it. And you know what I really like is actually the leader, the guy with the big spear. He's got this super cool shield. Yeah. With like eyeballs on it. It just looks really cool. Right. And beast man and lobster DNA just won't splice. Uh, I guess not. Yeah. So yeah now it's cool they got like some sort of chimera situation going on over here uh, i'm digging it yeah and they have some really interesting mechanics too so we're, we're gonna get to that um yeah but we, in the uh, preview video we saw some some like glimpses of some some cards and some of the, right. the fighter cards so we we're figured we like would go we would catch up on pausing those. frame by frame and right. seeing yeah. what and we hence, see zoom in on <laughs> it right <laughs> That's what we were doing the other day. We were like, zoom in. Oh, can you see that? Oh, it's uh, something uh, it's like of uh, reaction in the phase. Uh, okay. Uh, you can see. Yeah, that. but this isn't like, because you can't really do that in real life with like, you know, pictures. You know, mm -hmm. like you zoom in and like the resolution gets all blurry. It's right, terrible. Right, right. So. Enhanced. Yeah, it didn't really work. All right. So uh, do you want to talk about uh, what we saw? Yeah, let's see what they saw. Let's so we, we got a glimpse of the leader. And yeah. he is, despite having a really cool shield, he is also a, seems like to be a good fighter to me. He's yeah. got a two hammer, three damage cleave attack on his inspired. We we only saw the inspired side of these guys. Morgwaith esque. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when he's inspired, she, he, I don't know, they, uh, lead. He has a two hammer, three damage cleave attack, and then has a reaction. Where it says might after. be range two, can't see it. It could be, yeah. It's, uh, it's a spear, it's so it probably is. It's a spear, so maybe. And it says reaction after a successful attack, heal or deal one damage to yourself. Interesting. And it seems like so, they they all kind of have that. Yeah, they seem to all have the same reaction. Right. So first of all, it, it's going to block windows, right? No, no. Well, no. There there are things that are going to be able to block its window, right? Because you're doing the attacking, so your opponent can block your window with anything that's like after an attack. Right. Action. It's a reaction so, so, to after yeah, a successful attack. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, it's not, it doesn't have to be successful during this fighter's attack action after the deal damage step. Yes, it has to be. Oh, well, uh, yeah, we determined that you don't go because, to deal damage yeah, yeah. step unless right. it's successful. Right. Okay. But still deal one damage or heal them. So why would you deal damage to yourself? I was thinking it might have to do with their like inspire mechanic. Right. 
So we can't we um, we couldn't really see you know, we had to we had to pull a, a super troopers here. We can't really see what the inspire condition is, but it says something to do with the number six. Right. Right. Oh, and yeah, that's talk it. about that. Right. So Games Workshop a while ago, I guess, decided that for the chaos gods, like Slanesh was going to be the the six was going to be the number of Slanesh, and then Nurgle was seven, Corn is eight, and uh, Zinch is nine. That's why it's the eyes of the nine. Gotcha. Right. So it it and they've just been like kind of. I feel like somebody made and that man, up a five. long time ago, and then now they've just been steering heavily into this meme, and to the point where they even had. Like, uh, if any of you guys play 40k, in the previous editions of 40k, they have, like, the the corn super heavy unit for in 40k. It's called the Lord of Skulls. And for a long time, he was 888 points just for memes, basically. That's he to- for, totally for wasn't worth memes. 888 points cause of, for, for what he did. But they decided to make him that many points just for fun. And I don't know. They've, I think they've, they've, they've gotten a little bit more sensible about it. So if you think about it, let's say... They inspire when six wound tokens have been distributed to anybody, to anybody, to themselves. And then, considering they have this um, ability to deal damage to themselves, it doesn't seem too impossible to get. Seems like you could get it relatively early. I don't know. the The Nurgle one probably is easier to to pull off. Yeah, that one's not even that hard to to be honest. You're going to have to lean a little bit into the Nurgle stuff, but the problem is that in Season 4, a lot of the cards that the Nurgles were using for... Nurgles? Is Nurgle Nurgle, already plural? The Nurgles. Is it it the Nurgles? No, there's no... They were were the band... So they were the band that uh, Apple was going to sign after the Beatles broke up. Right, right. Right. The Nurgles. And um, so... Gulgach and the Nurgles. Yeah. All right. So um, anyway, anyway, what were we so talking about? We, I don't know. Uh, okay. We just started cracking. But dumb, okay. Dumb, so if if notes. if the inspire condition is you have to deal out six wound tokens throughout the game oh, to get inspired, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and Absolutely. you can hurt yourself. And I was saying, right? But I was saying that like a lot of the cards that were like the little plink damage cards, like encroaching shadow. Um, oh, those are going to uh, rotate. You know, you're lethal saying. ward, yeah. A lot of those guys are rotating out, so you're gonna have you're gonna have collapse, right? But, um, I don't know. Is there anything else really? I don't know. We'd have to go look. I mean, the, there uh, there are probably three. ones that you can find that are less efficient than encroaching shadow, right? Uh, but we just haven't been using them in competitive play because you know, like, why would you sure. use this when this other one's just better? You know what I'm saying? Just gonna have to do it. now. The other thing is like, does the wound token have to be on the guy? Because when they die, the wound tokens come off. Right. Yeah. That's so well, or or, or yeah. Or be, if you heal, then you take like, it off. Yeah. Right. So I'm not sure how or, that how uh, that's gonna work exactly. Right. So it's gonna be something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll okay. say on the card. It'll explain it pretty effectively, but we can't see the whole card yet. So let's just move on for now. I'd I'd say sure. Okay. So we have another guy. We have another. We have we have the the half half beast man, half lobster. Yeah, we get a good half look at man. That his card, and we got a good look at him. First of all, he is his name is Slake Lash, Slake Slash, Slake Slash. Say that three times. That's annoying. Slake Slash. That's really Slake annoying. Slash. Why do they do Slake that? Slake Slash sells seashells by the seashore. Ugh, terrible. 
It's uh, like uh, who is it? Who is the guy from uh, from the Guardians that nobody can pronounce correctly? From the guard. Oh, uh, oh man, hold on. Skahethel. Skahethel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we got like another Skahethel. Yeah, Skahethel. No, Slake Slash. You can pronounce. It's just difficult. Skahethel. I don't even know what you know. That's that's debatable how you pronounce that. Is it Skahethel? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like we call them we call uh, them whatever we call them and i'm sure in like california they call plays, them something nobody else plays and... them anymore forget it don't worry about it nobody yeah. plays guardians uh slake slash yeah he's a hunter I and like a quarry at the same time he's a hunter and a quarry what is that that's pretty cool actually that's kind of cool and he's big too he's yeah, a yeah big boy he's got like five one five as as his bottom slash line uh-huh. so he's fast and tanky he's fast and has a lot of Health he and defense on four shields. Dice. Yeah, four dice. Now, I remember on him. Swords. It's it's four dice on swords for two damage. So yeah, he's pretty, pretty accurate and decently accurate. Yeah, but a lot of uh, crit it's only two. Yeah. All right. So cool. And then um, there's like another guy over there. What's his name? Hadzu. No, no. Hold on, hold on. So we have we have a specific upgrade reaction that we saw oh, yes. in the in the yeah, yeah, in the true. preview. So he has a re- a card that is specific to him. It's an upgrade reaction, and it's got a lot of words on it. But from sure. what we determined, it allows him to do a reaction where he can push himself two after an enemy moves, but it has to he has to end up adjacent to your leader so that, he's sort of name. he's he's a little bit like Vassalak. um say again Vassalak is the guy's name right so he's a little okay. bit like um in the eyes of the nine how the tacharic or whatever has to be near vortimus to yeah get inspired so it's like he's kind of like the bodyguard for the the leader sure i'm just but doing in, a little bit of math right here because I'm looking at that card right now, I'm just I'm just noticing it just now. Like we did talk about this when we did the notes, but but it, it shows you how many how many cards are in the set. It's like 45. This is number 45 out of it. Looks like 500 and something. That's a lot of cards. That seems isn't it? right, right? That's, isn't it like no? That seems like a lot, doesn't it? Because oh, okay. you got like 60 60 cards in in a pack times. Um, Times six because there's going to be six, so that's three. Isn't there eight? And then, but it's only three sixty. And then there's the, and then there's the. Isn't there supposed to be eight warbands? Yeah, well, there's well, there's the two in the um in in that these two guys. I'm saying there's going to be like another eight. There's not going to be another six, rather. Right. So that's only those are in the same count. Those are on the same card count. Yeah, but it only comes out to four eighty. So where are those other twenty cards from? Well, then perhaps they'll make a expansion and not have it be separate maybe. you know like how power unbound was like its own thing maybe or they're gonna do 10 uh, or maybe or they're gonna do 10 this time maybe. who knows right or maybe maybe there's just uh maybe and maybe it's just like universals that you're gonna see in the uh in in the in the core box could be i don't know anyway spec wild anyway, speculation I, I going like on right now big number yeah there's a lot it's all speculation but mm-hmm. we'll find out soon and then we have Hadzu inspired. We just see that he has a four range, three dice on swords attack, and that's all we can see. Four range. So we're moving into four range. That that seems yes. to be a design decision that they've. Kyrie, yeah, it's like a Kyrie again. And right. he has any. And I also see that he has a five movement when he's inspired. 
yeah, that's ridiculous. But yeah. that that makes sense for Slanesh. They're they're well, always Kyrie really like fast. That. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, All right. But yeah, I mean that so that seems like a there. design decision that they're that they're exploring nowadays. Where if a guy has like an actual bow, like a two-handed like long bow type thing. Uh-huh. Then he has range four rather than three, range. right? And that kind of se- you know, that kind of separates, um, which I think is cool. You know, it separates like let's say uh, the the far striders they have like crossbow pistols, and the guy from the Godsworn hunt has kind of like a short bow type thing. Yeah, who's that guy? I forgot his name. Alo. Alo. Yeah, he has he has a small bow. So so he right. and then I guess now with these longbow type people they're going to get four range for sure which is pretty cool i I, I like that range four what yeah anslain had range four when she was inspired inspired yeah right that was the first time we had seen that i think um and then we've definitely seen it with the blade coven because uh i know uh kyrie has it Mm -hmm. all the time plus that's that's cleaving and snares so tasty sometimes right all right um anyway do you want to move on to the realm lords and what we see with them Mm mm-hmm Okay, so we have the uh, the leader's name is Miari or Mayari. Mm-hmm. Um, appears to be a wizard, but I can't really see. Uh, has some sort of definitely wizard. Two... They've they've said yeah. they've said it's a they've said in that they're like oh a... definitely okay yeah cool so I so it's definitely a, it looks like a two smash two damage attack, and then there's like a second attack that's also two damage, but I can't see. What the range? Yeah, that's probably is on his that magic one. attack, right? Yeah, probably. And then, uh, and then a reaction, uh, and and they all have the same reaction, right? Yeah. After I the fighters so. attack, defense or casting roll. So on any of those rolls, and I would assume a casting roll also includes during the uh, power step. So if you're putting spells in here, remove one aether quartz counter from this fighter and re-roll one die in that roll. So you can get re-rolls on these counters. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Did we, did we find out how the, how the counters? Well, apparently on? you, you start with one on you each guy. One. Yeah. Each, gotcha. right. Isn't that how it works? I remember hearing, seeing something about that. Yeah. It's, it's each, each character starts with one Aether Quartz counter. And then I, I'm assuming through, through the cards and the upgrades, you can get more. And then mm-hmm. you can spend them after you roll. So you see the result of the roll, and then you spend it and re-roll one of the dice, which I think is pretty awesome. Sure. And then in order to inspire... Rerolls are strong. Well, in, in, in order to inspire, you need to, have, you need to make a roll that includes only successes. So you that's can, how yeah. they inspire. So you can use the right. So you can use the counters to try to make that happen. Theoretically, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So if you roll um, a defense and you get, you know, double dodge, or if you roll an attack and you get all three hammers or something like that, then you'll inspire. That's kind of what I'm getting getting the gist of from the cards. Sure. And then uh let's see, the next guy's name is Bahanar. Yep. Uh, and he's got a stone mallet, range two, two smash, three damage. Pretty good. Uh, bottom slash line of three, two, three when inspired. Mm-hmm. And uh, can't be driven back if they if he doesn't have a move or charge token. Uh, but only three wounds, which is right. interesting because he looks pretty thick. But 
Not really. Yeah, he is a thick boy in that he only moves three and has two shields on defense. Where's that but yeah, the three uh, HP is gonna. Fun, he's he he will get killed probably if he gets hit. But it's gonna be tough to 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 punch through. You're gonna have to bring some cleave to to bring him down reliably. And and also and he does a lot of damage. Two thing, two right? range with two hammers on three damage. That's that's pretty good. And right. he can reroll. And then the uh, and then the sword guy's name is Aelin something. Uh-huh. Uh One range. Something on Smash uh, might have cleave. Yeah, that's that's I probably your your beater guy, the two-handed sword guy is probably the yeah. guy who does all the damage. Oh, be be interesting if it's combo and not cleave, but I think it's probably cleave. It's more thematic for it to be cleave, right? Mm -hmm. Well, probably. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't. I don't just think going frame have combo, by frame. To be honest. Yeah, probably not. It doesn't look like yeah. it. Um, and then uh, there's a couple cards they revealed. Uh, there's a... Oh, hold on. They, they, also have, they also have an archer who we can't really see his card, but he has five range when he's inspired. Five range. Five is crazy. Yeah. But then we five can't really like see anything other entire... on his card other than that. Yeah, five is like the entirety of... The entire board, yeah. <laughs> a single board, yeah, yeah. From like, wow, like turret much? Jeez. Um, we do have a, uh, it looks like a Lumineth specific, um, ploy card called Dazzling Light. I'm just kind of like slowly frame by frame going through, uh, the thing. And that is a, it looks like it's minus one dice to a minimum of one from enemy fighters attack actions in the next activation, uh -huh. which is uh, okay. Yep. I mean, maybe early in the season when you don't have a lot of choices, maybe you use that. I don't know if you use it at the end of the season. Certainly. Yeah, they tend to put some uh, pretty. They tend to put some pretty simple to play, simple to understand cards in the starter set. Yeah. You know. So. Um, okay. Oh, here we go. So this this is the spot where we find out their inspire condition, which says the fighter's attack or defense or casting role only contains successes. There it is. <clears throat> uh, Mayari is a is a level two wizard and has uh this has just wow just a staff of enlightenment when they're un, when he's uninspired which only has one dyson in it just one smash and i guess that's just to get him inspired right because you have a 50 50 chance of mm -hmm. being inspired if you attack with it it's not very strong though and it's not very accurate but i think it's really well just he's a wimpy to... little wizard guy he um, yeah, maybe. But then he it looks like he's got like the Storm Daddy, uh, you know, shooty attack, right. uh, spell attack. Yeah, he's definitely going to um, be more effective as a wizard than a... Right, than a as a fighter. fighty guy. You want to um, have Bahanar and the sword lady. Yep. All right, couple, a uh, couple money shots of, uh, of the models right there. Um, and then I see uh, Sl Slake Slash's, uh, you know, uninspired side, one range, three fury... Uh, two damage, but again, the the inspire condition is like really hard to see. It's like kind of blacked out. I see the word surviving. Yeah. Um, but it well, looks like well, that's what we were getting to, where it's it. like if if it's yeah. like if if six, if all survive if if the total amount of wound counters on surviving fighters equals six, then I think they all inspire at the same time. That's our speculation. <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, there's another uh, Slaneshi-specific ploy card called Deadly Embrace, which says something about during an enemy's fighter's range, something attack action that target, and then it kind of just gets dark and I can't see it. Okay. 
But I think that's yeah. all we can glean from the uh, the preview video where they the strate strategically amazing. only gave us a small amount of information. Um, however, yeah. in the in the article itself, they say that there's going to be two new mechanics, um, similar to like Hunter and Quarry, I guess, called Primacy and Hunger, which we pretty much know nothing about at this point. Any yeah, but, no uh, idea what that is. Yeah, but is there any sort of like corollary to uh, to Age of Sigmar on that or no? No. No. Okay. So I guess we'll find out. I don't think so. I mean, I yeah. haven't played Age of Sigmar in a while, but I don't. I don't think so. And then uh, also hey. in the preview article, they have um, a new like anthology novel type thing. If you guys are interested in the lore of Shadespire, there's a nope. new hardback novel that you can pick up. Sure. And then uh, since we're a little I, bit, I gotta tell you something. What Slick Slash looks like an early, like an early candidate for the best bud award though. Oh yeah, we got the undies coming up. I'm just saying, yeah. we got the undies. Well, well, hold on a but second. Yeah, though, tough, tough competition from the uh, Morgwes Blade Coven. So we'll oh see my how God, far we'll see like how far entire... uh, we'll see how far old Slake gonna Slash be, can I, go. It, in the... it might be a clean sweep this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the Blade Coven in that category, um, we're we're doing we're we're doing Stiff the undies, but we're doing it. Huh. Huh. Well, I don't know if the competition's what's getting stiff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, I think I think we left that in the last episode. We're gonna leave it there. Oh yeah. man, um, yeah, we got to do that. We gotta we gotta get that together. Yep, yep. Okay, are we doing just season three? Like we're gonna like open it back up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this we, won't count. Like, so anything right, right. from so, Grave, so even then, though right. Yeah. Okay. So then Slave Slash will be in his own category. So we'll see if you know some more. I, well, I know. I think he's got to out. wait until the the, the twenty twenty one. That's what I'm saying. He's him. gonna be in the season yeah. four or season yeah right. whatever season four okay okay well cool. we're a little bit so, behind so... in the episode so we have to go over a new release that happened oh yeah that is the arena mortis expansion pack yeah that was a that was a yeah, so this, yeah this is a little random really uh they did tell us this a while ago <laughs> that this was going to come out but we didn't really know yeah. the specifics about this 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 was in uh the roadmap i guess yeah uh, randall how many games of arena mortis have you played um no, 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 none. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I don't know if that's like. But really did what I buy my it? Yes. Here. Yes, of course I did because I have to have the cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the board. So Arena Mortis is a different way to play the game, basically. And mm -hmm. it's every you know it's meant to be played multiplayer, meaning more than two people playing. Right. And. Each player gets to control one fighter, and they have a deck of ploys and upgrades. However, there's no objective cards. And basically, the the idea is you just kind of, all four of you just kind of run in there and slap each other. And you can put out, like, free upgrades, and you can, uh, you know, earn glory for killing people. And if you die, then you can respawn, and you get what's called a raise counter, which a lot of the cards... Uh, reference so you know this this product you know we're going to be talking about it but you know in terms of playing it as for what it was intended to be i don't think too many people who are into competitive underworlds are really going to be that interested in it but one thing i am predicting is that it will be very nice for getting people who aren't into underworld maybe they're into warhammer but they're not into underworlds 
or if they're not into, you know, maybe they're into like board games, but not into Warhammer, you could get people to play this mode easier than you would be able to play the regular Underworlds, I think. it's Yeah, it's a little bit like, um, uh, what was the one that the Banshees came in? What was that thing called? The again? Barnes and Noble one. The Barnes and Noble one. What was it called? Dreadfane. We don't even remember. Dreadfane. Dreadfane. There you go. Because I think Dreadfane was kind of like, kind of like a, like a, like a bigger version of this, and this is kind of like a, kind of like a half measure to try to get people into the game. Because that was the whole point of Dreadfane was to get like people who aren't necessarily into the game into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is, I feel like that's kind of what they were trying to do with this, and you know, right. it's fine. I, I hope people do. Um, it's a little but bit different I, approach because like Dreadfane yeah. was, I think, meant to be like, you know, if people are walking through Barnes and Noble and they and they stumble by the board game section and they say, hey, this looks cool. And then they go and play it. Whereas uh, Arena Mortis is more like. Saying, like, hey, Underworld's player, this is a good way to get to your get friends the into the, game. the show yeah. them the game, you know. You really, you wouldn't really. This is not a standalone thing. You need the other expansion packs to, right, to make this game work. Came with a bunch of tokens, though. Right, but you know, with yeah. with um, Dreadfane, that's just a whole self-contained. That's a, that's a game in a box. You know, you have everything you need right in that box. Yeah, exactly. It has dice and everything. Yeah, right? like like there there was no dice in the Arena Mortis thing. Like you definitely need to have a core set as well. Sure. So yeah. So uh, so everybody, if you if you got the Arena Mortis thing and you have some friends that you want to introduce to the game, this might be a way to do it. Um, but since we mostly just talk about competitive play, uh, we're not going to talk about that. So right. Let's but talk in terms about... of competitive play, the all the cards in the expansion pack yeah. are actually legal in legal. games of yep. of underworlds. So and the you know, board, we have to the review well. these and see if there are any good ones, and yeah, which we're going to do they're, they're right now. There are a couple. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the cards are legal. Um, let's. Do you want to talk about the uh, the separable guard thing? Right. So, right now? so one interesting yeah. thing about this is that they gave the sepulchral warden a updated fighter card, which you can now use in ter- in in to replace the original sepulchral warden that came out, you know, yes, years ago. And uh, it's mostly the same, although it it references the raise counters. So whenever you, right. um, you want me to read it? When, yeah, go ahead. Read action. The, the, place. Yeah. This is the updated one. Mm-hmm. Place one friendly fighter that is out of action on a starting hex in your territory. Give that fighter a raise counter. Right, and that's really important because in the pack there are upgrades and ploys that say if a fighter, what like when a fighter receives a raise counter, you can do this. You know, so that that's where. That comes in, and and it ends up hap- being where a lot of the cards in this expansion pack say, if you have a raise counter or whatever, those are kind of useless for almost all the war bands in the game, except for the sepulchral guard. And since it's useful they have this mechanic. Like for arena mortis, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then uh, so so there's that, and they also did uh, they they updated the ca- the card restless dead to also give a raise counter. Right, um, it does the exact same so, thing, and you can't have two. It's, it has the same name, so you can't have both of them in your deck. Right. But it does the same thing, except it, it gives them a raise counter 
in addition. Yes, place one. It, it, it's basically the exact same thing in a ploy. Yeah. That 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 the uh, that the warden does. Okay, cool. So that's that, and uh, we're going to talk about a little bit more on that in a minute. Um, but uh, let's talk about some of the cards that are in the pack that we took a look at. Now, I don't know if there are a lot of great cards in here. There are some like good cards and there are some like maybe on the bubble cards. Mm-hmm. I was a little, little disappointed in, in that there was nothing really like standout. Like I remember when we got the, um, you know, the echoes of glory pack or no, it wasn't the echoes of glory. What was the one at the end of the season? Uh, last season, the gift pack. No, N- no, not the gift pack. The one, uh, it wasn't echoes of glory. What was it called? Ads. There's so many now. It's like now I have trouble remembering the damn names. Right. Well, yeah. Usually in one of those expansions, there's usually the what we call a chase card that is like you got to buy this just because right. it has like, this. Like, in well, it. That's why we have the Tome of Offerings Award. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. It's, it's specifically for that. And this one has, um, I'd say, one card that's almost. It's good. But it's, it's, good. It's, it's not like a you know. I've been using it actually, and it well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Anyway, but let's let's talk about some of the ones that are in there. Um. Let's see. So we have uh, it's it's only ploys and upgrades uh, and upgrades. No and objectives. Upgrades. No objectives at all. First card we wanted to talk about has to deal with combo. They seem to have expanded the the combo mechanic in this expansion a lot. They've added a lot of new cards that have to deal with combo, and this is one of the ones that we thought was was pretty good. Um, you know, if you want to explore the combo aspect of the game you're definitely going to want to buy this expansion to get these cards because there's there's a couple of good and like there's just not that many cards with combo in the in the game so um these right be they, some they really kind of upped it up there we thought that they were going to do a little bit more with that when it came to the blade coven which we talked about last week um but we were a little disappointed but then we saw th- uh this one and uh yeah th- this is a, there's a little bit more here i don't know if it's like enough to really make you tech into it but um, but yeah, this, so this is uh, a one range, three fury, two damage upgrade attack that has combo. It says in in the uh, determined success step, if you roll the same critical successes and successes as the target player, at least one success, you can add a success to your total. So it's a little bit like upper hand from uh, from that that pack whose name I can't freaking remember. What the hell's the damn pack's name? Come on, man. What is it? Tell me. It's the pack that had Hover. upper hand in it. Power Unbound. Okay. That's what it's called. Power Unbound. I just looked it up. So, but okay. the cool thing about it is that you know, upper hand had that whole contentious aspect of it, where let's say both of us fail, and then I play upper hand, whereas this one is kind of fixed, and it says at least one success has to be in the roll for you to get the right the effect. And then you can add one exactly, yeah. which is good because it also makes sure that the combo kind of kind of goes right, right. Yep, and it's three and it's three dice, you know, and. It's not, I mean, it's not yeah, a bad it's, attack. It's pretty, yeah. It's for for a combo starter, it's not that bad. And and it's it's decently accurate. So you know, yeah. like it's pretty good. Um, yeah. All right. So there you go, ignoble blow. I but again, like I just don't know if the combo is worth is still worth teching into because uh, you know, like you would have to eat up a lot of your upgrades to do it. I think in a lot of cases and, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe at the beginning of next uh, season when, you know, rotation has happened and a lot of things are not really like available anymore. 
maybe yeah, that might uh, become a real strategy. Yeah. A, maybe that might be a time to to kind of yeah tech into it. Right. Um. All right. What else we got? We have uh, these Mortis relics. Right. So we have a new set of of cards. I guess you could call it. Sure. Um. Sort of similar to the tomes or the lost pages. And these are called called the Mortis relics. Right. And there's three of the them. Yeah, we have the two gauntlets. Yeah, the gauntlet of command, the gauntlet of dominance, and the crown of the dead. And we yeah. figured we would so, we would talk about these just because you know um, people are going to be interested in seeing how these work. So um, it seems as though people are like trying them out because they they have like the little little flame thing on the names here right, in, right. on the world's DB. Right. So I, I, people are at least trying them out. Um, so Gauntlet of Command says if this fighter has two or more mortal mortis relics, um, and and by the way, this gauntlet looks dope. It looks like like a dinosaur skeleton or something yeah. like that, like with a hand in it. That's cool. With a skeleton hand. Little little puppety. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway how are you today um, max i'm the gauntlet of command <laughs> where's my friend gauntlet of Dominance? my best friend we're going to search of the crown of the I dead it was your birthday today <laughs> all right anyway so <clears throat> you know what i am now going to play these cards just so i can do ventriloquism okay all right well i I, I i convinced you then there it is even though okay I don't, yeah uh, this fighter has, if this fighter has two or more Mortis Relics, you give them plus one wounds. So automatically, you have to play with, if you want to play one, you have to play all three. You have to play with all three. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> it's not like Tome game. of Offerings or whatever, where you can just play with the Tome. Well, but separate sentence, separate sentence, reaction. After this fighter's activation, spend a glory point, and if you do, push one friendly fighter one hex. Yeah, that's not that's not this friendly fighter. But it doesn't say this friendly fighter. So you after this fighter's activation, push oh push one friendly fighter. One friendly fighter. Oh, because they command somebody else to do it. Push somebody else. Yeah. Uh, So those are two separate sentences. Right. So so they they both happen like, you know separate from each other so that's interesting so you can use you can spend glory points as a free sidestep that doesn't eat up your card pool yes the guy is alive well yeah this guy has to have the upgrade and he has to have activated right and then gauntlet of dominance which is not the cuter one i think gauntlet of command is definitely Definitely the SpongeBob of this pair, and Duala Dominance is like the Patrick of this pair. Um, if this fighter has two or more Mortis relics, plus one damage to this fighter's range one and two attacks. So you get, if you have them both, you get plus one damage and plus one wounds, but you have to have them both on them. And they both snap in at the same time. Separate sentence reaction after this fighter's activation, spend one glory point. If you do, push one enemy fighter one hex anyone you can spend a glory for a distraction doesn't eat up your power deck interesting mm-hmm. interesting well let's look at the last one crown of the dead the crown of the dead mortis relic if this fighter has two or more mortis relics you can re-roll one attack dice in this fighter's attack rolls. So that's good. Yep. So that's, that's uh, what is it? Uh, Waken weapon. One dice. Reaction. 
separate sentence. After this fighter's activation, spend a glory point. If you do, draw two power cards and discard one power card so you can mill your deck. Yep. Who uses this? Anybody who's playing to the end? Anybody playing to the end? Frothcorn? Yeah. Malon? I think I think all of these are are decent in a aggro style deck. Where that like where wants power to load is up upgrades on one, one fighter. Yeah. 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 So Magors, um Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, I mean they already have a bunch of good cards. You could try it out in this. Uh but I mean having the the, the having the distractions and the sidesteps in an aggro you know, you spend some of your glory to yeah. sidestep and you can spend glory to throw people into into lethal. Yeah, throw hexes. people into lethals, throw people next to you. Right. You know, push people off objectives. Or you get to re-roll the dice. You get to draw a card. You know, drawing you cards is pretty important. I would say, you know, I don't know if spending one glory point is worth it to do it. I, I mean, we'll we'll see. But you know, having more card draw in, like, just kind of like accidental card draw in a aggro deck is going to be nice. You know, because. You need those cards to get across the board and make sure your your attacks go through. Interesting. Um, but you're not like putting a card that's dedicated to drawing cards in your deck by doing this. This this card gives you rerolls on your attack and potentially powers up your other upgrades. And then incidentally has this sort of uh, backup plan where you can spend your glory to get more cards in your hand. Sure. Yeah. Uh, play around with them. Yeah, let us know. Uh, what, you know. Yeah, better better than the avatar. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if there uh, was I'm like not, an yeah, objective. I mean, they definitely. I'm sure they they probably seem cooler than they actually play. You know. Yeah, I haven't tried them. We have yet. to we have to try them, but they like well, when you I read it, you say, because... "Wow, these things look so cool!" And then when you play it, you're kind of just like, "Eh," you know. So we'll we'll have well, to see. I, I have I'd, to I'd be now interested in I... hearing the listeners' uh, experience with them. Yeah, I just want my gauntlets to go on like uh, like an adventure. Okay. You know. Just you know, have them you know hopping down the trail. Just a puppet adventure. Yeah, command. Yeah, we could dominance. even go to like a. There's a street downtown. Um, there's like a big bird there. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have. Um, they, there's they, a guy they, who lives they, in the trash. He's kind of he's kind of annoying, but you know. Grouchy. They call yeah, him Randall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Oscar. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. He, yes, he, yes. He was he was called Randall for a little while, but then he he thought it wasn't like fully appropriate. Okay. And he's like, I'm just gonna go with Oscar, which is like his. All right. Name. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so anyway, what do you want to do next? Uh, flashy follow up. So yeah, this this is another combo card. However, flashy this is a up to that joke. Right. Flashy follow up is a combo finisher. Ooh. In that, whereas ignoble blow was a combo starter, it has the word yes. combo in the attack action slash line. Whereas mm-hmm. flashy follow up is one that you do as a reaction to a combo attack. Yes. So if you want to read that one, so we needed a few more of these, I think. Yeah. Um, flashy follow up. It's a one range, two smash, two damage, which is a decent attack profile. Um, reaction after this fighter's a successful attack action with combo, make this attack action. It must target the same fighter. Fine. When made this way, this attack action has plus one dice and damage. So if you're using this as a combo ender, it's actually three dice, three damage, which is nuts. Yeah, that's 
which is great. Yeah, that's that's awesome. But you know, any yeah. of these combo finishers, you can just use the regular attack if it's if it's better. Like if you put this on a gloom spite git guy, or you know, red cap or something like that. This this attack is going to be better than his normal attack. However, you only get the extra dice and damage when you do it as a reaction to a combo. Right. And uh, the picture is really great. It's like Sepsimus doing one of those like cool like ninja moves where you like stab somebody behind you. Yeah, without yeah, looking. yeah, yeah. It's pretty dope, actually. Like a Legolas type thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Yes, exactly. Because uh, Sepsimus and Legolas look exactly yeah, the they, same. Yeah, they have pretty much the same fighting style. They have the same ass. What? Okay, anyway. Nothing. Next um, one, Ambusher. Ambusher. Okay, uh, let's got it. See. Wait, I don't have it. Where okay, so it? this one is. says this okay. is an upgrade that says reaction after you place a raise counter. This is what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. After you place a raise counter on this fighter's card, remove this fighter from the battlefield and place them in an empty hex. Then discard any this upgrade. empty hex. Yeah, any empty hex. It. So you get to do it once. Right. So and you just anywhere. Yeah. So just when anywhere. your fighter comes up with a raise counter. You can put him on any empty, which means that there's no feature token in there, no objective, no friendly or enemy fighter. Think about how this uh, combos with, like, Jealous Defense. You could just raise a guy. Well, you can't raise him on the objective. It says, oh, it has to, is that empty. not counted as an empty hex? I thought empty hexes have to I'm, be, like, like, there's a okay, fighter. Okay, all right. Now I got to get the stupid rule book now out. Now we got to go check. God, God damn it. We're supposed Max. to Max. I'm pretty sure an empty hex Sorry. can't have a, a objective token on it. No, I think that's still an empty. It's like an empty objective hex. I don't know. See, now I don't know. Anyway, right, well, you keep talking. Friendly, I'll go get the add, okay. Fine. Before a friendly fighter would be taken out of action, if this card is in your hand, give the upgrade to that fighter. This does not cost a glory point. So you can, uh, what is it? Ghoulish packed it onto no what was it spoils a battle spoils a battle you can just throw it onto the uh the guy as he dies if you're going to be able to bring him back obviously so this is i think kind of good with uh certainly good with guard um yeah no it's good actually that's it just just with guard yeah but we've we determined we really like this card with for guard Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm completely wrong. It's a, an empty hex says a hex Woo! that does not contain a fighter and is not blocked. There you go. So, you, so you just pop onto a lethal, and then jealous defense hits somebody. Yep. There but, you go. You know, in the power you, you have to use Beautiful. it with a skeleton, mm. which we'll talk about in a little bit. All right. So that's ambusher. Looks good. People are using it. Um, it seems it's got the little flame on, on the thing. Uh, next one, the old one, two, uh, which is just a cool name. Uh, and, uh, a little surprise thugs not wearing like, you know, he's not wearing, you know, headphones. He's got the ones and twos scratching it up. Not funny. We'll cut that out. All right. So, uh, the old one, two. Uh, plus one dice to the first range one or range two attack action with combo in the next activation. Plus one dice to the fir- separate sentence. Plus one dice to the first attack action made as a reaction to an attack action with combo. This effect persists until the, until the next power step. So if you are teching into combo for some reason, this is a pretty good one as far as uh, accuracy goes. You get a plus one dice 
on both the uh, opening attack and also on the finishing attack. Right. So this Going is this is like you know two. this is the dream enabler card, right? Where the dream is you have this awesome combo attack where you hit him with your first attack and then you hit him with your second attack and it kills him, right? And you feel great about your decision right. to put combo cards in your deck. Yep. And this for that one game, right? And then, and then, then this makes again. it happen. Yeah. You know, this is this is the card that all the dreams are based on. You know, the, yes. you, get, you get the extra um, dice to make sure the attacks go through. Interesting uh, wording here. I don't know if this matters because I don't think there's any follow up to combo attacks that are range three, but it does not have a range uh, restriction on the follow up attack, just on the initial. So I don't know anything with combo is usually range one or two. Yeah, Yeah. range one or two. So unless they throw something else in, I don't really know. Yeah, Uh, like like in in season four, maybe there'll be like a combo follow up that's range three. And then you can use this with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know. Just look good if you're doing combo stuff. Um, Maybe not unless you're doing that. Uh, Next one, Soul Surge you liked. Uh, This one says and uh, it's Kyrie eating an arrow or something like that no it's mordwaith who is that i don't know it's mordwaith um, eating an arrow licking the blood off of the licking arrow the blood off an arrow that's cool no that's kyrae that's that's like that's her like snake lady outfit oh. she's got this and she's got the snake at the back like squeezing on morgoth or something like that oh okay whatever what is that? i can't tell. continue anyway reaction play this after a friendly fighter's attack action that took one or more enemy fighters out of action. Choose one friendly fighter and roll a magic dice on a channel. That is a f- coin flip. That's a 50-50. The friendly fighter makes an attack action. So if you're trying to leverage more attack actions and uh, and you killed something, you can go again, maybe. 50-50? Yeah. Not bad. It's all right. I mean, there, there are probably better cards you can put in your deck, but if you don't yeah. own all the cards, you can... Maybe it's a try it or try this one out. This one, um, you know, it it it's it, you have to kill someone and then you have to do a, a coin flip. But 50, you know, 50. this and could just end, this could just end the game if if this goes off in the right situation. Yeah. I think if you're leveraging a lot of like multiple attacks, powerful attacks, yeah, yeah, especially if you're, if you're playing multiple, with, um, especially if you're doing like combo where you're like doing attack after attack after attack. Exactly. Exactly. And you can uh, really get a lot, a lot of, a lot of dice thrown. Yeah. I was going to say, if you had any of the cards that, or any of the objectives that require you to attack multiple times with the same person. Yep. Uh, I know Ripa's like those, so this might be a card you could put in Ripa's possibly. Sure. You know, you run in there uh, and kill someone with the jaws attack or whatever, you get to attack again. Or shoot with the bow or do a scything attack or. Something like that. We'll we'll have to see if that that comes up. All right. Next one we have is Invigorating Return, uh, which we thought was okay. Um, Raise this out. Sorry. Play this after. It's a a ploy. It's a reaction. Play this after you place a raise counter and push a friendly fighter card. Friendly fighter's card. Wait, what did I say? Play this after you place a raise counter on a friendly fighter's card. Push that fighter up to two hexes. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I think we put so, the so this is the ploy version. It's it's sort of worse than the other one, the ambusher. Yeah, but it's a ploy. It goes further. Yeah, 
Oh, and you know what we didn't mention? I don't I don't know if we mentioned on the 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 race counter one the ambusher. Yeah. Uh that it's basically a free upgrade. Yeah, no, I did. We did mention that. Okay, I'm sorry. I said. Okay. Yeah, you were you were off looking for the I was uh, looking for the rules. Okay. My bad. For the rule book. All right. Anyway, so um, invigorating return, this is a ploy version of ambusher, not quite as good because it's like any empty, you know, any empty is usually well, you have to better do it in, than... Well, it's because you have to do it in your territory in this case, right? Yeah. The the ambusher said you could do it anywhere, but when you're doing uh, the guard, you have to do it in your own territory. So it's yeah. like, okay, but it's limited because you only have half the board where you can do this on. Yeah, but getting that push to... It's, it's a big push. Yeah, it uh, means yeah. that, you know, and then they, they, they have low movement, the skeleton, so getting that yes, push to is actually really That's significant. True. Okay. Now, if you're really leaning into combo, this next Again, one. More, maybe. more, more. If you're in combo card, the last if one. You're, if you're in combo mode, fancy footwork, reaction. Play this after a friendly fighter's attack action with combo succeeds. So that's the first attack, right? Because yeah, the first yeah. attack has combo. The second one usually doesn't. It never it just, does. Like can go after a combo, yeah. right? If you are, if, if that one like goes, you just draw three power cards. I mean, I feel like they put a lot of stuff in here to deal with combo, which would be kind of cool. But again, I just don't know if it's worth teching that heavily into it because there's not a lot of objectives that are like combo based. Mm -hmm. And I think that if they had more combo based objective cards, then maybe you maybe this is like a play style. But um, eh, let's see what happens in season four. I hope that they throw more stuff about combo in there to just make it like the stuff more worth it. So keep an eye on all of these combo cards and let's just see what happens in season four. Yep. Okay. Now, there were two cards we saw that we were actually like, oh no, those are actually good. In any those were in, actually in almost good. any, in any deck. deck. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there's actually reasons to use this. Um, and one of them is tight defense. So tight. Tight uh, defense. Toit. Um, so this is a um this is an upgrade reaction. After the declare attack action step, if this fighter was declared as the attack as the target of the range one or two attack action, doesn't work with range three or more. Uh give this fighter a guard token. You just get a guard token passively. So it's Almost as good as just being on guard. Almost as good. Um, the only thing is, of course, it doesn't work with really big range attacks. Yep. But, but yeah, that just gives you a, a, a major extra layer of defense, especially on, um, you know, fighters with multiple dodge, like the Briar Queen. Yeah. Or, you know, anybody with, with, anybody with more than one defense dice. It's going to be pretty amazing on. Yep. And, I think so, and especially against particular warbands, like obviously it's pretty useless against Thundric, but then so is Glory Seeker against Gits. So, but yeah. people still use it. So, um, yeah. All well, right. I mean, so, what's it called? So, Even against Thundric, you know, uh, Rastus is going to try to come in there and kill you or whatever, and then you can get a. Draxier? I'm sorry, not Thundric. Um, I thought you were talking about Stormsire. Yeah, Draxier can do it. Yeah. yeah. Draxier, right. Because he has a two um, range. Not, yeah, yeah, and one of the little dangle bros has like a knife that he uses sometimes. But um, but I mean, like I, th I thought you were talking about Stormsire. My fault. Yeah, this, right, this, this, I, this is not yeah. very good against Thundric, but you know, yeah, still, still, still a really okay. good card. I think. 
I think so, in most cases. Just and, get, you know, like, prevents you from getting victory. knocked back. You know, you could put this on your chain rasp that's holding that objective that is going to win you the game. Yeah, and then your opponent's and it like, doesn't... Yeah, and then, and then your opponent's like, okay, I'll kill him. It's like, all right, well, now I have two dice on, on guard. Yeah. Do, so can you stack guard tokens here if you keep getting attacked at? Yeah, I mean, the guard token doesn't go away unless you make it go away. But what I mean is, like, let's say somebody attacks you, like, seven times in a round. Like, yeah. you get seven guard tokens? I guess, yeah, but they, they, they don't, so. they don't I think stack you have, like, a little, like, there's I think no... you have, like, a stack of guard tokens. I don't think it does anything extra, but I think, aren't there some <laughs> Yeah, the uh, effect doesn't stack, involve... but you could stack them on top of each other to make, like, a little Right, that's what of, I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. you would get, like, five guard tokens if you got attacked enough. And, uh, I don't know, isn't there, wasn't there, I thought that there was, like, some, some obje uh, objective card... <clears throat> where if you have like more than one guard token on a guy, I don't know, maybe this is a way to do that. No, anyway, there's but, an objective but by where its, if you have a guard token on like all your guys, then you... Oh, it's on all your guys. Yeah. Well, there's one way to get it. <clears throat> Point being, uh, this is a good card. Solid I think defensive upgrade. Really solid defensive card. Yep. All right. And then the other one, and this is, I think, I don't know. And I think this might be our Tome of Offerings award. <clears throat> over here to the card that if you're going to buy it, this is like kind of the card to buy the pack for it. This is a little slim pickings this time around, but I think vision of glory is probably the one That's because it. it turns your, if you have glory to spend and you have this on there, it turns it. anybody into Moloch. It. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, reaction after an, an activation. Upgrade. Yeah. It's an upgrade after an activation. It's a one time. It's, it's a, it's a consumable. Um, after an activation, spend one glory point. If you do, remove one move token or one charge token from this fighter, and then of course discard it, um, right. which is good because actually when I pretty first high cost. played this, it's pretty high cost. But when I first played this, I did not read. I selectively like didn't read the last one, and I'm like, yeah, I can just go bounce around and be John Wick, and it's amazing. And uh, no, it's not that good, but it is still really powerful. And, you know, I've been using it with Morgwaith. You know, you put that on her and she's got a, you know, when she's inspired, especially Endgame, when you have the glory to spend to do this, um, you know, I'd spend a glory to take a charge token off of her and let her take another shot at something. Absolutely. So it just really opens you up. And I got to tell you something, on Molog, that's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. It's like, you know, Molog with, with Vision of Glory can charge four, three times in a round. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, this, this card is great. Getting getting to charge again is obviously amazing, but there is yes. a really steep cost to this. First of all, you need the glory to put this this upgrade out. Then right. it's kind of telegraphed to your opponent. I guess you could, if you right. had two unspent glory, you could just do it right away. Right, but um, it's have... kind of telegraphed. Yeah. And then you have to, <clears throat> so yeah, you have to spend a card and essentially two glory to get two this glory. effect. Yeah. yeah. So it's not but something you can do really early on in the game, usually. No, and and I never do. It, it's yeah. kind of tough drawing it in my first hand. Um, it's also not as useful in the first hand when I'm playing Blade Cup, and it's really useful in the end game, though. Right. It's like, it's it, a great way to close the game. Yes. And just have like the you know, one when you have extra glory, you need just destroying dudes. Like now they have another chance to do yeah, that. Yeah, you have extra glory. Your card is your hand is kind of empty. Your fighter is inspired. Maybe he has like great strength or something like that. And your opponent has two fighters left, and you just just destroy both of them right right yep. with one activation. 
So, uh, Tome of Offering Awards for uh, for Vision of Glory. This is the card you buy the expansion for? Mm-hmm. I'd say so. All right. Uh, unintentionally Sexual Card Name, our most popular award I've found. People don't talk about any of the other ones, but they always talk about the Unintentionally Sexual Card Name because it, there's a lot of them. Um, it's a little bit low-hanging fruit to like do the ones that have the word blow in it. Mm-hmm. So, Enhance Blow, Ignoble Blow. Uh, that's kind of obvious. And I feel like we've already tread on that. So I'm definitely going, I, I nominate, uh, this card making Ed's meat, uh, which I just think is amazing. A meeting like, of ends. Oh my God. It's like not a good card. Mm-hmm. Pick one of your spent glory points and turn them over. Yeah, it's not something you want to put in your deck. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that's something you want to spend a, a ploy slot on. But unintentionally sexual. Um, okay, uh, Paradex, the Paradox Armor Award. This is given to the card that's clearly the shittiest card in the deck in the in the in the expansion. And why the hell would you do this? And why did they even make that card? Um, and we uh, we had a tie here. We said a risky prospect. Uh, it was terrible. It says uh, choose a friendly fighter and roll three magic dice. For each roll of a crit, gain one glory point. For each roll of a of, of a channel, deal one damage to the chosen fighter. So uh, that is a very very risky prod prospect. Um, basically, every time you play it, you have a one sixth chance of getting one glory point. I think is like how the math works on that, because if you're rolling. You know, there's only and a much higher chance to deal damage to yourself, and much and like huge chance to deal a lot of damage. So you have to choose a friendly fighter. I mean, I guess you could, you know, like if you had like martyred in your hands, like maybe it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. But just like, are you gonna roll like three crits to make this worth it? You're more likely just gonna deal damage to yourself. I, the, you know, maybe it might be good with the uh, Slanesh. Because they kind of want to get that for their inspire condition, and they can heal themselves. But as the game stands now, that just looks terrible. Right. I think we had, but when we when we made this list of cards, I don't know if we had seen if we fully understood the uh, the Slanesh mechanic. But yeah, this might be this might be a good Slanesh card. <laughs> now that I think <laughs> maybe. About it. Sure, but uh, but otherwise, I can't see anybody using it. And the other one that we thought was pretty terrible was this one called Winded, um, which is uh, choose one friendly fighter that has one or more upgrades with combo. Sure, so because if you're playing combo mm-hmm. and one enemy fighter adjacent to that fighter, there's another stipulation. Then spend a glory point. If you do, give the chosen enemy fighter a charge token. Yeah, so, so you got to spend a card, a glory. Glory. Your guy has to have combo. Be in the right spot. And all spot. it does is give him a charge token. Yeah, the guy has to be a adjacent. Token. Yeah, right. got to be just adjacent. So many, it's got to so be many one that you want to stop. Yeah. It's just so many conditions, and it just it just seems like it would never. Wait, which one do you think's worse? Well, I, I, well, for the paradox armor award, I I want to nominate a card that uh, our friend oh, uh, Jared from from. Battle Mallet podcast pointed out to me this one is called Bitter Memories. Ooh, where's that? It one? is a ploy and it's it's number three. Got and it. it says reaction, roll two attack dice. If you roll one or more hammers, choose a friendly fighter with one or more raise counters. 
the chosen fighter makes one attack action. Now, the the thing that's confusing about this is what is the reaction window? It doesn't tell you when to make the reaction. Oh yes. Oh, for the aggressive defense award, this is the this is the one that's the most confusing. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm so, sorry. And, I, I, I yeah, screwed, come on, I man. This up. Wow. Get it in Holy the right crap. category here. Do I, am Let's I even go. on We're this show? I don't know. Okay. We're just not professionals. Anyway, forget what I said. Category. This is the aggressive defense award. This is the aggressive it's confusing defense award. because it's not written clearly. Right. When do you do this? Yeah. Reaction. Roll two attack dice. If you <laughs> what roll... are you reacting to? Yeah. There's Playing no the there's card? no reaction window to make. <laughs> it's just I it's just why does it it just doesn't have to say just take the word reaction out. Just yeah. roll two attack dice. It's a ploy card. What are you reacting to? Yeah, I'm assuming okay. that this card they had to change something like hastily before it went to print and they just forgot it's to a typo? they forgot to take Maybe the, it's just the a typo. Yeah. I think it was a reaction to something and then they wanted to make it just like a ploy you play where it's like, "Hey, play this in your power phase, roll two attack dice, you can attack." But then they left the reaction on there. I think that's what I think. Yeah, right. That'll probably get FAQ'd pretty soon. It's, I mean, it has to, because it's it'd probably get eroded, right? Oh, it's yes, yes, eroded, yes. The word, the, just the word reaction has to be just removed. Yeah. Um. Okay, Uh. so, uh, so yeah, so we'll, we'll give the aggressive defense award to Bitter Memories, because what the hell? Um. All right, you want to talk about the boards? Right. The boards we, are, so this, the board. this, this faction, uh, or this pack came with, with boards. Sure. Or one board, two boards. one one board that well, has one board, two sides, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. they're a and they're weird. and they're both pretty significant, I'd say. I mean, they're both yeah interesting. I think the one that okay. we we want to, you know, the the one that you're going to see probably most often is called the Shade Cursed Layer. Yeah, and this one has uh, two lethals, um, sort of on the edge on the edges, the outside of the board, and then two blocked hexes, sort of near the top in a diagonal. Mm-hmm. adjacent uh setup and the yeah. reason we thought this board was interesting was because um if you're if you do a diagonal deployment you can have the three uh, t- uh hexes that are touching your opponent's board or closest to your opponent's board be like completely blocked off yeah. from the from the whole left side of your board Right. So we that way, if somebody wanted to come in, they'd have to go, they'd have to come in through the the diagonal pathway and then run all the way around these around. these these block right. hexes in order to get to you. We were talking with uh, Jimmy Molini between takes uh, last time when we did the last episode, and he pointed this out to us, and and it was like because you can max offset it either direction, and just kind of have like a little alcove where you can like hide stuff. Um which is really interesting. It's a really large obstacle to like kind of hide away from like aggro opponents and very good for hiding an objective you want to stand on. Yeah. Especially one that's like on an edge hex. Like if you have the last one, although I, obviously if you're, if you, do, if you're not setting up the boards, it's going to be hard to like convince your opponent to max offset you so that you can have that one that you yeah. stick on the edge, but, but you can still stick it behind there. There's, there's space on either side not on an edge hex to put it, or if you can, you know, restless uh, prize it or, or even uh, mischievous spirits it into the corner. I mean, it's going to be really hard to, to, to get around that in that configuration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be, um, 
that's going to yeah. be a, a problem, you know, if you if you really need to win game three in a tournament and this and somebody puts that down on you, you're going to not feel so yeah. good. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Uh, the other one is called the Ravaged Hall. And this is really unique because in the corners of the board are each corner is a block text. Mm -hmm. So it kind of pushes all of the uh, all the starting hexes more towards the center. But there's also a uh, a lethal hex like kind of right in the middle almost. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this one? Yeah, Anna? this one is not as you know, obvious, it's more subtle how you would play this one than the, the Shade Curse layer. But I definitely think this one is good in um, Lady Harrow's Mournflight, being able to mm -hmm. move through the block text and potentially charge that you can score yeah, your objectives score that, for that. What is it, Fleeting Memories or yeah. something like that? The one where you, the way, I don't remember exactly the name, uh, where you run through a block text and land next to somebody to attack them. Yep. Right. And then... Um, this one might be a good option for if you, let's say you have to put a board down and you're not sure like what your opponent is doing really. If you have to choose the first board and you're not really sure what your opponent's strategy is, it's, it's kind of a conservative deployment on this one. Like it has, it has um, a starting hex on the front line on each side, but only one. And then the mm -hmm. others are more sort of gathered towards the, the center. Right. I, I thought this one might be good if you're setting up the boards with like an elite aggro war band, um, because uh, on one side uh, you have three hex, three starting hexes <clears throat> really close to the, the bottom of the board. Yeah. So you can kind of front that side of it to your opponent and have some have at least two of your fighters towing the line. I can see Nurgle really liking this if you have like Septimus and Gulgach like ready to go. Um or just, uh, yeah, I mean... I think there are better boards, though, for if you want to go, like, balls-out aggro on somebody, there's probably a better option, but... It depends on your yeah. warband. Like, again, if you only have, like, if you have an elite warband, it's only three. Like, this one's pretty good, although there are some other ones. But don't forget, like, the the, the other ones that were good at that, with the exception of uh, Shard... No, the Shard Pit's being... Uh, is being uh, rotated, isn't it? I don't know if we have confirmation on that, but we're, can, we can assume since I would the, assume the is, last right? extra board well, got nuked when the... Right, because the, the, yeah. the shard pit, what happened was, is that, you know, GW was like, Randall fucking hates this board. Like, right. we gotta get rid of we it. We gotta get rid of this. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to. I think they heard you. But they replaced um, it with but, a nice other one that's right. kind of... Well, It's I don't want to say it's better, but it, it, like, it does sort of it, the same thing... Except it's it, not it as blocks you off rather than you. having those leaf that that cluster of lethal hexes there, right? Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, they're they're good. I mean, I think that they have their uses, and just you know, play as always, play around with them. But that's kind of what we saw. Um, all right, and that's that's the arena mortis yeah. uh, pack. Yeah. Worth now it? I wanted to ask you, like, in terms well, of they, like, oh, Randall, ahead, worth it? Do you think? Right. Well, I well, not not if it's worth it, but like. In terms of the, the, we've gotten a few of these where we have an extra pack that we, we have to buy that has stuff that we definitely want in it, right? Right. And a lot of times we're, like, upset that we have to buy this for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but this one, I didn't really feel that, you know put off by it. I don't know. I don't know what the justification was. I, I think that it, the fact that it came with a board kind of helped it out like 
I, I had a bit more of a, the real problem with the gift pack was that it came with stuff that I, I anticipated being like kind of dumb, but then also like, I thought that was expensive and, uh, and I was mad because rebound was in it and yeah. they didn't have it, you know, like looking back on it now, there are some stuff that's there, there's some stuff that's in there and there's also some stuff that they brought back from season one that needed to come back. So looking back on it, I wish it wasn't as expensive, but um, it still, I think, was now that they've, you know, restricted rebound and nobody plays it. Um, I, I'm less like hard on it because I definitely play Jealous Defense and Mischievous Spirits a lot. Um, so and, and uh, you know, Spectral Wings needs to be in the game. You know, uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Tristan Mitchell's guard deck from the from the Grand Clash. He was using keys, and those are in there. So uh, I think and distraction came back. So so actually, kind of looking at it now that they've you know gotten rid of rebound and like the fact that I don't really remember how much it cost at this point, I do think that the gift pack was like a little bit, you know, was 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 fine. Right. So if we're um, doing market research right now, right? So like what we we did, I remember we didn't really like the fact that the first board pack just came with a board. That was it. And it was like $30 or something that like that. That sucked. Right. That was so, so annoying. And you can't even use that board. That you was can't even use that board anymore. Season right? one, it got rotated out for season three. Yeah. So so we don't like that when it's just no, a sucks. board. Okay. Then terrible. when it's a board plus cards. 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So when it, when it's a board plus cards, we do like that. But we don't better. like when they put ridiculous Warmer. cards that force you to everyone to buy it or else you're at a disadvantage or whatever, right? I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I get that feel from this. No, no, no. I, I don't think you have I don't, I don't think you have to buy it. No, I think if you're not. a completist, obviously you're going to. And I think that if you play, you know, um, multiplayer a lot, you know. <clears throat> yeah, if you're gonna play Arena Mortis, obviously you have to because it's got all the stuff in it. Or it's just like if you um, and your playgroup like like to play three or four person multiplayer, then this is a great extra way to play that you would buy this sure. for. But, but yeah, but, so but, but go ahead, go ahead. Tournament players, what do you think? I think you Pasta? can. I think I think you can. You know, depending on your level of commitment, I think you could. You yeah. could. You could take a pass on this. I mean, what's it called? The the. The vision of glory is pretty good, um, but that's really it, you know. Yeah, that's the only no, like so. top tier. Or if you really love card. to play guard, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I so I think I I don't think that this is a pass, but I also don't think it's like a hard. You have to, you know, like the the uh, there there were other packs that you definitely power unbound. Like you had to get that. Yeah, it just yeah, had okay. so much good stuff in it. So many things that got restricted eventually because they were so good. Um, yeah, this one, this one's kind of like I don't know, like like a B. So let's let's go through for Not you know bad. let's do let's do the market research here. We like boards. We like when they put an extra board into the game. We like that. We yep. like when they put new cards into the game, but yes. we don't like it when they put so many good ones in there that you kind of feel like you're missing out if you don't buy it. Yeah. And you know the extra little game mode, that's fun. You Meh. know, I mean, yeah, sure. we don't we yeah, don't really care, but some other people might. So, yeah, let's keep seeing products like this, not like the gift pack, not like the board pack. I I would have liked they're, if they're you still really wanted to me out. to. 
really enjoy this pack and really like recommend it, there should be a couple more cards in here that are worth it. And I'm not talking about a lot, maybe two or three. It would have just felt a lot better. I just feel like there was only like literally those two cards that are definitely worth getting. Oh, and then another big, big aspect of this um, pack is that they updated an, an old faction in the Sepulchral yeah, Guard right. in, a, in a meaningful way. Right. So maybe, yeah. you know, if, if, you know, moving forward in season four, if they want to put out another board pack, maybe come out with a new fighter card for the, the Fire Slayer Dwarves or something like that, you know, or, you know, redo the fighter cards and one of the Skaven or something like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Why didn't they get raised counters? I don't know. I don't know. Because they're not really like getting raised. They're kind of just like summoning more Skaven. Right. You know what I mean? I guess. But and also get, like, Skaven the, are the, actually the, still competitive. The Skaven don't get reanimated in the lore. There's just, so, there's so just thousands of So you don't like them. it on, on a thematic basis. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't like it, but, you know, I, I, I think in my opinion, they probably should have got it so we can get more use out of these um, raise counters and maybe even make like the, the blue horror get a raise counter or something. But, um, you know, Skaven, in terms of the lore, they don't get raised from the dead. They just summon a thousand more and, you know, rat people. So it doesn't really All make right. sense lore-wise there. But anyway, that's probably why they didn't yeah. get the raised counters. All right. So so, so that's, uh, that's Arena Mortis. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> decidedly right, optional. So decidedly optional, unless, of course, you are a like a, a serious competitive player. Obviously, you're going to get it. For the boards, yeah. I, I think that if you are a super casual player, you don't get it. And yeah, if or if you go to middle, one, if you go to one tournament every, you know, if you if you go so to often, three tournaments yeah. a year, you know, you like, like tournaments, well, but well, nobody goes to any much. tournaments any year. I know, so but like let's say let's say COVID didn't happen, and you go to let's say right. three tournaments a year. You know, you're not going to a tournament every weekend. You could pass on this one. Yeah, I, I think that might be true, especially in light of COVID, because by the time we're playing all together again. It might be season five by then. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like the way that this is going, so may maybe skip this one. Maybe you don't need it. You know, like you can still play the cards on Vassal, you know, just try them out and see if you like it and the boards too, but I let know. us know. Let us know if we missed anything. That's super good. Absolutely. Show just, us your combo. Say hi, say hi on the Facebook page. Yeah. We don't, we, we love when people do that. Okay. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about the Alberta Grand Clash uh, a little now bit. Now talk about, uh, yeah, go through the history of how, of how this. Okay. Yeah. So they were supposed to do this back in April. I had half a mind to jump in a plane and go to Calgary, mm -hmm. um, which uh, half a mind. I, I would have liked to have done it, but then of course the Cove. Um, we can't, you then, literally can't, unless we get a private plane. Got nixed unless by the we Cove. have gotten yeah, a private exactly. plane. Canada doesn't want of, us. What? Canada's like, nah, man, no, we're good. Like you guys just, you do you, we'll do us. Yeah. Um, don't come here. Like, yeah. Just, just don't. And we're like, but, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't come here. It's like, and then we're like running at them like the zombies from 28 days yeah, later. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so they couldn't do it. And, they, and what happened was that they ended up losing the venue. So, uh, so, so now that Canada, you know, has a functional government and they were able to keep, you know, COVID down to like much lower levels, um, they were actually, they felt confident 
um, getting a, a grand clash together. Uh, I believe that, uh, well, so first of all, it was Derek Trackware and, and I'm told by, uh, by, uh, uh Dave, uh, the guy who goes by beard arm. I played him yesterday in our, um, in our league game and he was telling me he's like, uh, and he like, that, that was a two out of three. Great game. Really hard to play blade covenant and Nurgle, by the way. Um, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, oh, man, it's terrible. Anyway, but he said that actually Derek like saved the whole thing. Like Derek was planning on playing in the tournament and he had a guy to do the TOing. And then um, and then when it got canceled and then rescheduled, they couldn't get the venue and the guy to do the TO. So Derek, you know, like took it upon himself to just be the TO and make sure that the event happened. And he did, and it went off great. And they had something like, I think, 30-something people there, which is good considering, uh, you know, the fact that it's in Canada. And, you know, like, Canada is a very big country. Like, you have to travel a really far distance. Nobody's traveling internationally. Um, but they still got people from Ottawa. They got people from Edmonton, a few other places around Canada. And, um, and, and uh, yeah, and they, they, they made it work. So, um, and the other thing about it, Really love it. And if you guys want to hear all about it, of course, go to the uh, Path to Glory uh, podcast because they had the winner, um, Matt Penner, on there talking about uh, what he did with his uh, with his Rippas. And uh, let's take a look. I, I, I like the fact that Rippas was able to pull out a win during this uh, during this yep. time. You know, we've seen wins by uh, by Grimwatch, obviously. Uh, now we've seen Snarlfang wins. Um, we've seen Hrothgorn win stuff. We have still not seen Nurgle win stuff. Mm. I'm not wrong yet. Um, but uh, but you're that's gonna be it, wrong. Actually. I, well, eventually. Someday. I mean, but someday, but not today. Um, has anybody ever won with like Wild Hunt? I think uh, I think Amon won like a skirmish with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so I guess Ripa's I guess that's strong warband. Uh, strong pretty wars. dice yeah, dependent. Definitely. If you if you're having a hot day. Yes. You can go all the way. You gotta, you gotta have a hot day. Yeah, I think um, to 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 really. But like, now that's there are cards, you know, that can sort of back. mitigate that that whole luck aspect. Yes. I think. Yeah. So let's go through anyway, the deck. Let's just real quick because again, you can just go and go and check out the uh, the the Path to Glory yeah. episode. See if there's anything interesting um, in the objectives. Sure. Well, here. we have calculated risk, which I don't. I personally don't like playing calculated risk with with uh, three model warbands because I think that your health pool is so low to begin with. Um, but uh, but there you go. Um, fired up, solid gains, cruel hunters. Yep, that's uh, probably is that one that best. you used to use? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's uh, two two or more enemy fighters out of action, and one or more friendly fighter for, uh, one or more friendly fighters are in enemy territory. Yeah, that one's awesome. That's like okay. their best card. Yeah, and it's and it's two. Yeah, that's a good end phase card. Uh, loaded with plunder, which is like the best two glory faction specific end phase card in the game. I think. Yeah. How hard is it to put three upgrades on Ripa? Like you want to do that anyway. You're, yeah. Uh, brought to bay, which is just if. If you're a hunter, which everybody is in that warband, <clears throat> um, you get uh, it's just uh, advancing strike, right? Yep. You kill somebody in their in in opponent's territory. Uh, gather momentum because it's amazing, and they all go they all go five, right? When they're inspired. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Master of battle. 
That's a Scores new one. Yeah, end that's end from that's the, the, the uh, Morgox Crushes. Score this in the end yeah. phase if one surviving friendly fighter took three or more actions in the previous phase. Which so yeah. so you can do, but so each attack counts as an action. So correct. If you correct. Do a snarl flying attack that counts as an action. So you can shoot, and then in the next one you can shoot and then bite. Um, actually, is that true? I think so. Action. Yeah, it's an attack action. Okay, because I know there's this other one, um, Steady Assault. Steady Assault says score this immediately after the same friendly fighter's third or subsequent attack action. In a single phase, right. So, so isn't so that action just in like... The, in the glossary says, action is something a fighter can do when activated. There are common actions like charge and guard and actions on fighter and upgrade guards. So are you saying the Snarfang doesn't count as the second... As a third action? It's gotta it's gotta be. I think it does. Yeah, okay. I can't imagine it doesn't. Um <clears throat> show of force. Uh, I've been playing the hell out of that card. That that card's great. page twenty, hold on. Yeah, no, you got it. Um and then team effort, which is really easy to do with them. You just have to have two of them alive and they all did something. There's only three fighters, it's like you're gonna. And then uh cover ground, and they have he has tracking and spectral wings, so that's pretty easy to do. Um and yeah, attacking is an action. Okay, attack is an yeah, action. Yeah, yeah right. anyway, go ahead, go ahead. So, so cover ground's also really good. Now, here's the thing. That's only 14 total glory, mm -hmm. which is not a lot. From objectives, yeah. From objectives. So that means that he's trying to pick it up using uh, using attacks and kills. Uh, and Gambit's trying to end counter... the game early before the other person can. Yeah, before anything happens, yeah. right. Count counter charge, really good way to get your other... Um, your other... Uh, Snarl fangs closer, get them get them to move without having to charge. It increases their range. Uh, Furious reprisal, of course, didn't work. Try it again. You love those. Mm -hmm. uh, narrow escape, uh, just the worst. I hate. Yeah, that you love card. that one. I hate when other people play that against me. Just, it's just the best card they have, pretty much. The time, because you know me. Like I don't attack you unless I can. I can like just get you. Yeah, just right? barely I don't get you. Kill ever. Right. Because it's just not a thing I do unless I have to. Like, because mm -hmm. on the next on the next attack I have to. Mm -hmm. um, unbridled ferocity just to get the snarl fang to go again. Um, vindictive attack plus two dice. That's really good faction specific. No drawback on that. Mm -hmm. Plus two dice, beautiful. It's like haymaker, but better. Um, snare because you know why not? Throw a little extra damage. Yeah, uh, everybody's hunters, a, yep. a hunter. It's great. Tracking. Everybody's a hunter. Distractions. Great. Spectral wings, and then of course no time. No time. I respect. I respect a pilot that can play no time to great effect. And look at that. Look at that. Three, four cards. Four cards from the gift pack. Um, we have uh, Glory Seeker, uh, which is great. Add a little damage, especially on the big guy uh, against big guys. Um, Bonded, which gives you uh, supports, which you really need because you can't change a lot of times the um, the, uh, the yeah you can't modify the, the wolf attack. attack. Yeah, can't modify it right. Um, Embittered Survivor, a little extra wounds, loping strides to help you get cover ground. Bloody Axe, that's new. That's a Blade Coven one. Uh, one, one range. This is an attack three, action upgrade, Bloody Axe, yeah. Yeah, three uh, Fury, two damage. If this fighter has two or more wound tokens, double the damage characteristic of this attack action. So so what do you do? You like run through the shard pit and then come in and hit a guy with, uh, with four damage? 
Yeah, and you score calculated risk too. And you score calculated risk. That's not bad. Uh, interesting, interesting inclusion here. I'm I'm, I'm yep, wondering if this, and I was saying this earlier. I wonder if this card is just kind of like a fun card that the guy wanted to play with, or if this Maybe. is key to the whole strategy of, of right. what he's trying it's to like, do. That, I'm not really out, sure. That move. Yeah, uh, great strength and great fortitude, of course. So there's a lot of stuff to put wounds back on, guys, or to, mm -hmm. to increase their wound pool. Um, and then uh, then uh, vision of glory, because you know like we were saying. And then of course he has trophy belt and a tome of offerings. Yep. So that's where he's making up a lot of his uh, glory deficit. And, um, and, you know, I was talking with uh, Tristan Mitchell who uh, was the guy who's playing guard because we wanted to talk about, you know, the stuff that's in the arena mortis. And we want to talk about how that affects guard. And, uh, and Tristan told me, uh, cause I interviewed him for a little bit. And we, we had, a, so I'm just, uh, you know, reporting to you guys. He said that, that Matt Penner's Rippas was the only uh, warband that he lost to. He lost to them uh, during uh, during the pool play and also in the cut um, in the uh, in the semifinals. Um, and I know, man, I, I've lost in the semifinals before. I've been there. Um, but uh, but he says that Matt was, and, and he said, I have to use this word to describe it: mesmerizing. Mm -hmm. He was mesmerizing in how many attacks Matt was able to pull off. Right. And it was just like, he said that there, he just won by volume, just making sure. Just throwing so, in, so many in, dice at him. Yeah. So many dice. Some of them have to hit. And, um, and he said that especially against his, uh, you know, his guard, that was a really tough matchup for him. Couldn't get, they were just playing whack-a-mole with the guard. Couldn't get a, that, you know, Oh yeah. Critical mass with the skeletons. And it's hard to, kind of hard to kill them with the skeletons too. Yep. Because they're pretty tough. They they yeah don't they don't throw a lot of damage. You have to definitely hit a few times. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh. But let's talk about Tristan Mitchell's uh guard deck. Now this because... is what everybody wants to hear because yeah, this is the, it's the, been a long the, time the glorious since the return of the sepulchral yeah, guard. Exactly. Despite how much Shuby's been trying to do it. Um, I haven't talked to Shuby in a while about it, but I I I know that he was uh you know he's a he's a big he loves playing guard. Um, anyway, so, so here's, uh, here's Tristan's deck. Uh, again, this is, it's interesting too, because we were talking about all the stuff that we thought would be good from the arena mortis pack. And one interesting thing that he said was that, um, was that he actually tried all of these raise counter cards to see how helpful they were. And he said that a lot of them just weren't helpful. Okay. Like they just didn't, they didn't like, they didn't do enough. They didn't justify being included, right? Uh, with with one exception, which we'll get to in a minute, um, which we already kind of touched on. Uh, so the objectives that he had in his deck were uh, fired up, great gains, great. No, you need yeah, martyred. You'll you'll see why he has great gains. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what armor? Uh, there's a little bit of cleave on the uh, on the the champion. The champion, right. He he used coveted spoils and coveted spoils as if all the objectives are being held. Three any end phase three glory score, uh, hidden purpose because yeah path to victory because yeah, uh, scrum use scrum as a as a restricted slot um, which makes sense you got a horde warband possible supremacy because it's the garden they love doing that uh, swift capture makes a lot of sense uh, especially when you see what else he has uh, in here. Uh, temporary victory because why wouldn't you and uh this one test of courage 
which is the one where if you're standing in lethal hexes, which is interesting, because they do take damage. Yep. So they have to go in there and not die. Yep. But I mean, you know, uh, with with a lot of things getting restricted, um, you know, for this type of warband, this is a good choice. And you want your guys to die anyway, so you can bring them back, and they come back inspired, and get and, those, and get those tokens, and on you get them. the raised token. Yeah, hey, um, the 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 coveted that's... spoils is definitely interesting. That might have been like a meta call. Maybe he, perhaps he was expecting there to be a lot of, uh, you know, thorns of the briar yeah. queen or something like that that he would have to I play. Don't know. We and he's he's yeah, definitely going for it. the objectives um, in this deck. So I think if if you're if you're playing an objective warband and you're expecting to play a bunch against a bunch of objective warbands as well, then coveted spoils is probably a pretty good option. Yeah. All right. And any uh, and and that's to- that's that's to- twenty total glory. Twenty glory from twenty. Cards. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, just from cards if you can get it. So, uh, very very different uh, approach than than the uh, than the. Uh, the the rippers wolf riders yeah so let's get into the gambits uh so tristan was using restless dead the upgraded uh version that came with arena mortis and obviously you want to just have uh the warden's uh res action without having to actually you know deal with the warden um terrifying screams which is uh just distraction yep pretty good uh, the Necromancer commands, uh, play this after a friendly fighter's, uh, attack action that fails. You can make the attack action again. So always good. Um, he had irresistible prize. Ooh, haven't seen that one in a while. Haven't seen it in a while, That's but a good of course, one, though. like, yeah, he's really trying to get onto objectives. It mm-hmm. really matters for the stack. You'll see why in a minute. And so irresistible prize is very helpful in that regard. Uh, shifting reflection. Love this card. Uh, yeah, it's also really good combo with um, with Swift Capture. Yep. Right. Well, um, sort of, because I think Swift Capture has to be after an activation. Yeah, you do it before your activation. Right. Well, then you have to have. And then you yeah. go off and you do something else, yeah. and then you ha- or you have a guy on in the other in the other territory. Yep. So well, you got to plan right. that out. Yep. Carefully. Transfixing, of course. Transfixing. Transfixing stare. stare. Haven't seen wow. that one in a while either. That Haven't is a, a while, super powerful restricted card. Slot. Okay. Love that uh, card. Two, yeah. Two steps forward, which is really good with these guys because you're always going to have two of those skeletons. Definitely. Around, definitely. Move them around. Don't forget, you need to have your opponent uh, have, a, have a living guy too. Otherwise, you can't use it. Um, confusion. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't know why. Well, that's you didn't for getting have, people um, off the objective. You, if you really need that objective, then you can. Right. You just walk up next yeah. to somebody and then use that. I'm surprised you didn't have. Um, what is it? Uh, what's the one where you shortcut? Shortcut. Right. Didn't. Yeah, have I think is that it's restricted? Got, it's got two ways to score. I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, spectral wings, sure. And there you go. No time. Again. No time again. Again, so yeah, I think respect. I think a lot of people I think a lot of people were expecting Thorns of the Briar Queen or possibly um uh Stormsire. No time is real good against Stormsire. Mm. If they're about to, you know, go off. Oh, they're about to like go and throw a bunch of uh, Right. A bunch yeah, of I mean like you. if if you're yeah, all in range and they're about to, you know, do their thing, you can just be like, "Oh, no time." 
I, I'm certain that he was using. And this also Thorns of the Briar Queen too. If they want to get all their guys on the on the the at the end, you know, all their guys on the objectives, you can no time them. Right. Or no time is also good if you're if you think they're going to play mischievous spirits in the last activation too. It's yeah, it, right. Yeah, you don't want it's, that. It's that's definitely exactly a card. what you want. Like, yeah, it's definitely a card that's a, a medical, yeah. and you need to have good game knowledge and game sense to make you really yeah you have to thread the needle on when to use it yeah uh, it, it is really good at the end of an uh, at the end of a round if you're trying to score supremacy and you want to make and you're standing on it and you want to make sure um yeah so there's that okay um there's a lot of different uses for it that are good and you you really have to be able to an, see yeah. them coming before they happen I feel like that's the most obvious use for it, but I, and I've seen people use no time in like aggro decks and stuff. It's a little bit harder to to kind of judge when the right time to do no time is. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, upgrades. Uh, frightening speed plus two movement. Sure, but you can only put it on harvester, champion, or a prince. But I guess he's doing some attacks. Amberbone spear. I, I think we talked about why he was doing Amberbone Spear, and I think that he just said that he liked the the um, the range mm -hmm. of it um, because you know like uh, there are other ones like the the mace that gives you rerolls and the hammer that gives you three uh, sorry the um, the the sword that gives you three dice, um, but I think that the the point was that he was going to be standing on objectives and he like didn't want to have to like run off of it as much, so it kind of gave him a little more range because um, he also had Larval Lance. Uh, which is also a range two. Um, he had uh, great strength. Uh, and then f uh, five of the keys. Five the keys. 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 This is what, here we go. So this is like a lot of gift pack stuff. Uh, blazing key, hold objective three for two at the end of the game. Uh, hold objective four for two. That's the dazzling key. Uh, the fractured keys, hold five for two. Hollow key, hold objective one for two. And the shadow key, hold objective two for two. So he, he's picking the exact ones to be standing on one, two, three, four, five. And you get two for every one that, you, that you're able to do. And then, of course, the one Arena Mortis card, besides Restless Dead and the Warden's thing that he was using, was, as we said, Ambusher. And he said that Ambusher was the greatest move tech in this case. Because um, it really helped. He would save it sometimes for uh, for when uh, at the very end of a game to make sure that supremacy or keys got scored, and it's a reaction. So it's like it just kind of happens when 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 you res the guy, and he just boom, he's there, and uh, and yeah, and he just he just loved it, and he said that it was like kind of the, the it was kind of like the one piece of tech that he needed from that uh, from a thing. But he also said that he tried some other stuff, like he tried Revel in Death and Bitter Memories, and he said that they were good. But the problem is that they relied on those random dice rolls, and it wasn't just not as useful. Um, he said maybe, and he also said that maybe when rotation happens, if he keeps playing the guard, that uh, that he would do that. Um, and invigorated Return as well might be like a bubble card, but after rotation, really. Ambusher is just obviously the best one. It's basically just a free upgrade that you can play from your hand. You know, nobody sees it coming, and you don't have to pay for it. And you yeah. just get a guy back on any hex, like any empty hex. It's insane. It's insane. And and, and it can be... Especially and, and in that forget, warband that has such low mobility, too. 
Right. And then also don't forget that the warden can only, without this, can only res guys in his own territory. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think on, uh, on a starting, hex, on starting right? hexes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let me just check to make sure that that's, no, correct. that's, that's definitely that, correct. Yeah. But if that is correct, then it's like just to have that mobility, it's just a huge, huge, huge difference. Uh, fighter out of action, starting hex in your territory. Yeah. So it just, it just kind of opens the board up quite a bit. Um, he also said one thing that was really interesting, um, which is kind of true, I think. And this is like not really having to do with the guard, but he was just talking about the arena mortis set, uh, in general, where he was saying that like a lot of the cards from that set don't do anything that cards don't already do. You know, like he gave the example of hungry for vengeance, um, and then gave the example of, uh, of uh strength of terror which basically just does a better job of that and that was an interesting uh just like point that he made i thought yeah they are kind of similar except they have the whole thing like where you have to spend glory or whatever yeah like there's more conditions on the cards that are in this thing so it's actually sometimes just better to use the ones that already existed mm -hmm. so i don't know the, the pack might the pack itself might become more relevant after, After the rotation, the old, those older things, yeah, I get rotated out. Yeah. Cool. Speaking oh, of Sepulchral rotating out, MF and guard, dude. Uh, sure. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see him back. I guess. I mean, I painted those guys up real nice. Mm -hmm. I felt like I did a great job, actually. My T800 uh, sepulchral guard. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'll try it out. Um, I'm not a big fan of standing on objectives with keys and stuff, but. I don't know. I just I want to put those guys on the table. Um, speaking of rotation, uh, key to salvation time, Randall. We're at the end over here, and um, I think that uh, that my key for salvation this episode is uh, everybody. Uh, you know, we have season four coming up. We have rotation likely happening. I don't think it's been officially announced, but I mean, it looks like that's. I mean, they did it last time. They're probably going to do it again. You might want to think uh, right now about uh, rotation proofing your decks. Future proofing your list. Exactly. And I've already kind of started doing this with the with the Blade Coven, and I'm still doing a – they're still pretty good. Um, I, I've gotten it down to only four cards that I think might be rotated out. Um, my entire objective deck is uh, rotation proof now. And, um, and, yeah, I just have – like I think I have two steps forward in there, and I think that I have – uh, Tome of Offerings is in there. So there's only, but there's only like a couple of cards now and, um, and really kind of getting used to playing with, um, with a deck that has those uh, cards that are probably going to get rotated already gone because then uh, when, you know, if there's any sort of online tournaments or if we're lucky soon, some in-person tournaments, um, you know, you're already going to have a little bit of a leg up going into season four with these decks that you, that, uh, with these war bands that, 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 you know, would love. Right. So, so what, uh, what is I'd involved with future proofing a deck per se? Like, you know, uh, one, one thing that so, comes to mind when I think yeah, about yeah. it is that there, there are certain strategies that exist in the game currently that are just going to be straight up gone in the, hmm. in the next, when the rotation happens. And the big one is the cataphrane tomes, I think. Yeah. Screw those guys. They're, they're just the, that is going to just I'm be done. completely out of the game. And if you were relying on getting that, you know, if you were winning games by 
that five extra glory, you know, swing or four extra glory swing at the end. Sitting in the back like a chump. Yeah. You well, I mean, not all the the tomes decks are like that necessarily. Well, but not, like, a lot um, of them are. Yeah, but you know, even then, you know, if you're warband, if if you looked at all your objectives and your faction, and you know, maybe some of the universals, and you said, I'm just better off playing tomes. I'll get more glory that way. Um, you're gonna you have can't. to you're gonna have to go back to the drawing board <laughs> on that one. Yeah. So whole well, strategies I, I... are gonna get nuked basically. But 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 the other thing is I think that we're now going to have an opportunity to go into strategies that uh, yeah, are yeah. from the more current things. Like so, my my blade coming. Oh, I don't know if I want to talk about this because I'm okay. To the well, I'll just say you know the hunter quarry thing might become something that you want to yeah. explore more. Um, right. It, it wasn't it wasn't like too powerful or like too relevant. Um, sure. Before, but now hey, that we I'll have the whole set. It. I don't care. So I've been playing Blade Coven, and um, I'm I'm trying set the tempo with them. So set, set the tempo is that uh, one where you have duels and hybrids and you have six things scored and it's like three glory. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So I just thought that like um, there are a lot of they have some some really good duels and hybrids that work with them. And so I, I threw it in there and I made sure I had at least three of each. And I think I have four of the duels. And um, and yeah, so and, and then I threw in set the tempo and I also threw in. uh meticulous strategy because that that one also I, i'm worried about them like bricking though because i've had a couple situations where set the tempo and, yeah that's and, the new uh, combination strike or whatever yeah well no no it's like if you did three duels you get it and it's two glory i know but it's a card that you just it's it's really hard to oh get yeah if it's, in it's your like opening it's hard hand, because yeah. it, it could brick your deck yeah um yeah actually but and that's the thing is that i have two of them that can like kind of brick in the first round uh so uh usually it's good to only have one so, so you're saying when when good. you were making your your blade coven deck, your future proofed blade coven deck, you found that you had a lot more duels and hybrids in your. I just saw a lot. Decks. I was actually talking with Zach after our, uh, Zach Newcomb. We were talking after one of our uh, league games, and we were just thinking like, like what can we do to uh, to get this deck so that it's it it can work in season four after the rotation works, and I realized that if I kind of lean away from stepping on a lot of objectives and kind of lean more into um, more into like a more aggro flex, more like what Jimmy was talking about last week. Um, there were options for, uh, for, you know, like I could put swift capture now because I'm going to be in my opponent's zone and that's a, that's a duel. And, um, you know, there were some other ones that we picked out. And so I was actually just looking at and seeing if I can like lean into that because that's something that's going to still be available in season four. Whereas some of the stuff that I was working with was not, was like, you know, season two cards, you really have to kind of think about, you know, like what did they offer in season three that you can kind of lean more into in your deck construction. And I think that now is kind of the time to start doing that. There's only two more tournaments. Start planning for it or, at least. Yeah. There are only two more tournaments that I know of that will be before uh, the drops, which are the two that we talked about at the, at the top of the show. And, um, and yeah, I mean, after that, it's going to be, it's me rotation city and, uh, and, and di the dire chasm, gasm, dire gasm, what's gasm, dire gasm, right? Yeah. Or chasm. Yep. Chasm. I'm really confused. Something. Um, 
anyway, so yeah, I think now is the time to do that. I think you have about a month to go or so. And, uh, and yeah, there's not a lot of tournaments left and just see if you can play competitively, even with, you know, people who are, that's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing this, this deck with me. I'm going to try it out. So everybody knows what I'm trying to do now. Yeah, and I would say if you're gonna play like a casual, yeah. like if you're if you're gonna play a casual game with your friend in the next couple months, right? You're not doing a tournament. Neither of you guys are pre- preparing for a tournament or whatever. Play with future proof that may you know don't don't um force that on your opponent if if he if he or she doesn't want to do that. But um you know you yourself play with a future proof deck and just try different strategies. Is what I would say. Yep. Make, you should make that effort, I think, at least for one for, for a, a few games. If you're going to play some some practice games, there's just not a lot. Next couple months left in this in this season. I think it's time to really like. I think a lot of people are spinning their wheels anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might just be worth it to just make it more interesting in deck construction. You have like a reason to do this, you know, like kind of perk up and 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 try to try to do something interesting. Just just try to try to season four of your deck. Right, and you can. And let, uh, Going back to what I was saying before, you know, maybe float the idea to your friend that you're playing with. Say, hey, do you want to play with future proof decks? If they say, oh, I don't feel like doing that, you know, obviously respect that. But, you know, you can play with it yourself. And I think it will help out a lot. Yeah. All right. So uh, what do you think, Randy? You think we did it? Yeah. I think we did it. All right. A lot of, lot so, of stuff. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're, we apologize for not getting the episode out earlier we, we both yeah of we us, had a lot both of, of us had a lot of personal stuff we had to go through stuff and like yeah my, my my school's like you know ramping up again and, yeah and we we've, we've had you know yeah a lot of stuff personal stuff going on and uh we planned on doing this like a couple of weeks ago and it just didn't work out and then finding a schedule was like really tough um so uh i, I do want to thank uh tristan though for uh for talking to me and kind of explaining i hope i explained it as best as i could um we did kind of get to everything we talked about um and uh and yeah and and uh like us on uh on facebook yep you know because we're there um and talk to uh, us on facebook let us know yeah share share your future proof decks with us share your combo decks with us share your sepulchral the guard decks with us we we love to see people's decks and comment on them and Share your decks that have um, end phase objectives that are good that don't include solid gains or great gains or combo strike yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Enjoy that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Love it. Um, okay. People, people, people going to be playing conquest again. Oh man. Okay, so uh, I, no, I think we're good. But yeah, you know, like like us on Facebook. Drop us a line. Show us show show us your decks, bro. And then um, show us your deck yeah. picks. And yes, deck picks. And don't forget, that's great. Um, and don't forget everybody to, uh, you know, subscribe to all the podcasts and and go to all of the, uh, the blogs that are blogging at the moment. Um, you know, make sure that you're always like, you know, trafficking those so that they, they, uh, they become more visible and, and, and we can get like the word around and, and get this game developed a little bit more in the community. Um, yeah. Let's go. So that's what we'll say. All right, let's go. All right, so for uh, Battle for Salvation, I am Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. And we'll see you all next time. Bye.